everyone, and welcome to Minute 56 of Season 4 of Move Your Up Minute, the daily podcast where we take a hilarious and poignant journey through the 1989 Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan rom-com, When Harry Met Sally, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me today is Todd Liebenau of the Forgotten Filmcast. Welcome back to the show, Todd. Thank you. Great to be back. It's it's nice to have you back. You know, I know that you've been going through a rough period, but, uh, you know, don't want you to get too much rejection right now. <laughs> no, yes. Well, maybe, maybe I can get some suede pumps and that'll make me feel better. It might. It might. You never know. Just make sure they're red. Yeah. That, that's the important thing. <laughs> yeah, you got to make sure that's red. So minute 56 begins with uh, Marie distracting Sally and ends with the taxi getting ready for takeoff. So we, we ended things uh, last week. We were talking about the, you know, the, the, the polite dinner conversation that was boring everyone to tears. You know, they really didn't have anything to talk about till Marie and Jess figured out that they have some sort of connection. And so we ended things on Friday with, with the, the, the foursome walking uh, down, you know, the, the street in the middle of Manhattan. And we saw Marie grab Sally and start pulling her towards the side. And we take up right from there. So Marie, uh, you know, is finding a way to to distance Sally from uh, everyone else and from the conversation. And she points to the window of like a shoe store and says, uh, oh, I've been looking for a red pump. And then the two of them uh, get into a nice conversation. The the men keep walking and the the women get into a nice little conversation. And Marie says to to Sally, what do you think of Jess? Well, do you think you can go out with him? I don't know, because I feel really comfortable with him. You want to go out with Jess, if it would be all right with you? Sure, sure. I'm just worried about Harry. He's very sensitive. He's going through a rough period. And I just don't want you to reject him right now. I won't. I totally understand. So, first of all, I, I love the way that they do this. First of all, they split the two of them up. The two groups up, the men and the women. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll, we'll we'll get to the dialogue of the men in just uh, a few moments, but just the way that they do this is just so, you know, it uh, it's clever on the one hand, but on the other hand, it's really blatant on the other. You know, you can see, <laughs> you know, the, the 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 men know that the women are talking about them, and the women know that the men are talking about them. You know, there there isn't much well, uh, and, mystery here. Yeah, well, and I would say you can even get a sense that. You know, once she uh, once Marie pulls Sally off and they start looking at the window uh, off on the corner of the screen, you see Jess basically do the same thing to Harry. He kind of grabs him or looks seemed to me like he grabs him and, and kind of scurries him off. To, so they're a little bit of a distance away so he can have that same conversation. Yeah, he's, he's probably saying, to himself, oh, oh, I'm so glad I get this opportunity to talk to, to you know, to Harry on his own without anyone else interrupting or bothering us and stuff yeah. like that. So in, in the intro, you mentioned about the uh, the red pumps. So what do you know about red suede pumps? Oh, come on. You <laughs> I know knew nothing I was go- about red suede pumps. You, you knew I was going there. That's funny. When, when, this, when I started to watch this, this sequence, you know, and the first line is, oh, I've been looking for a red suede pump, I thought. Things I've never said ever in my life and probably <laughs> never will, uh, you know, because – like, first of all, he, here's the impression I always get when when I hear the word suede. And again, it's a it's a movie connection. I always think of blue suede, suede as being 
blue suede oh, no. shoes. That's, that's where that's I would. A good, that's a good connection too. But I always think of the movie Can't Buy Me Love because Can't one of the love. things. Yeah, we're going back. We're doing the greatest hits here. You know, 1987. Music, so. There you go. But uh, we'll get to karaoke later that, this week. Yeah, <laughs> part of the whole part of the whole thing that sets the plot of that movie in motion is that the uh, the the female lead, uh, what's the character's name, Cindy? She um, she like quote unquote borrows her mother's suede outfit for a party, and someone spills wine or chocolate i don't remember what it is all over it and it's like you know impossible to clean it so she's all freaking out and that um so i just always remember that movie them talking about how how terrible it is to try to clean suede and i always think well why would on earth would anything ever be made of suede then especially something like shoes i mean my shoes are are filthy (laughs) i I look at my shoes every day i'm like oh my gosh this is horrible you know and I don't know. It doesn't just the concept of suede shoes does not make sense to me. Red shoes, though, I like. I I used to be known for always wearing red Converse high tops. Uh, all my friends were always like, were they I just red or they were red they were and like, white? I thought Converse they were was... well red and red and right. white, but you know it was. I mean, the white is the you know like the uh, the highlights or whatever. You know, the bulk of, bulk of it is red. Uh, but I used to always wear red Converse high tops. And if I didn't wear them, my friends would be like, where's the red high tops, you know, or the red you, Chucks, they would always say, because people call them Chuck Taylors. So so you were basically known as the, 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 the man with the two red shoes. The man with two red shoes. Yes. The, <laughs> <laughs> that movie, The Red Shoes, that's all about me now. No, there's 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 a uh, Tom Hanks movie, The Man with One Red Shoe. Yeah, there's the man with the red shoe, but then there's also the movie The Red, the red Shoes, shoes yes. about but the, that, that's the ballet. ballet dancer. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. ballet. Not, no, not Chuck a Taylor's fan of that. Would, I, I actually was really know. bored with that one. Oh, I thought it was a lovely film. Um, I, I get why it's not everybody's cup of tea. Were you on the Lambcast with that one? I was, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, that, that's fair. That's fair. So um, basically, the I, I did a little bit of research. I don't know anything about shoes. You know, I really don't. Uh, but uh, so pumps, they come in a variety of colors and styles, and they're they're usually either have a, they usually either have a rounded or pointed toe, and uh, most of the time they're made of leather, and uh, the heel needs to be at least five centimeters, two inches uh, uh, high. That, that those are considered pumps, I guess, right? Oh. And uh, okay. it has evolved into becoming the the classic working woman shoe. And uh, they now have uh, you know pumps where where your toes can can like peep out of them, and you know where because they have like small openings for the toes and stuff like that. Sometimes they have ankle straps. Um, they they up until recently they or up until a few decades ago they they were mostly made of leather. But now you can find them in suede or wool. Now that that confuses me. You know, how could you have a wool shoe? Is that like a slipper? <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could have a shoe out of just about anything. It's just a matter of how effective of a shoe it would ultimately be. Yeah. It's funny whenever whenever I hear them talk about pumps as being a style of shoe. I mean, I never knew. I mean, you just enlightened me. You know, I never knew the difference between a pump and some other kind of shoe. Uh, but I always think of um, Air Jordans 
because you know there was that gimmick of the pump. You know, you're supposed to push the little ah, thing. Ah, well, you and, push the thing pump, right. Pump. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's what Murray was referring to. Oh, that would be cool though if it was. <laughs> yes, it would. It would. I would agree with you. That would that would really work well. You know that you get the whole basketball aspect of it again later this week. We'll have basketball talk also. So you see, you're you're previewing everything that we're going to talk about later. You're doing a great job of that. Tom. Yeah. You know, giving reasons for people the... to come back later in this week to to hear about things. You had the Princess Leia pump. That would be. I mean, people would buy that. They totally would. Um, that's very possible. You're right. Um, <laughs> I, I I like that idea. Princess Leia Pump. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So uh, then the the I mean, first of all, the the conversation between the two of them is 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 quite good. They do it really well. Uh, but Sally is mostly in shock by this whole thing. You know, she it seems as if she was completely clueless about the fact that that Marie would ask her something like this. You know, she didn't well, expect I mean, it. She... You can see it on the look on her face because her yeah. excuse about well, Harry sounds a little. Uh, contrived. You know, yeah, it doesn't sound yeah. so genuine. It's like, you know, she was thrown for. You know, she 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 uh, what, what's what's the term? What's the term? She was she was thrown thrown for a loop. Thrown for a loop. Yeah. With that. Well, and I mean, she you know she didn't have any connection with Jess at all, so she's kind of like, you know, probably the mindset would be, well, how could anybody find him interesting? <laughs> you know? so, exactly. Well, of course, especially when you're talking about Jimmy Breslin all the time, and that's it, you know, so. But what, what I mean, <laughs> I'm actually surprised that Sally didn't say, well, what about Arthur? You know, we, we Marie up until now is, every oh, time we see yeah. Marie, she's talking about Arthur, and here mm-hmm. Arthur is completely, you know, he's gone. That's it. She's it's pretty... It's she dropped from the rest of the movie. Yeah, that's right. It's, He's never brought up ever again. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that the other day because I did watch the whole thing again. It'd been many years, you know. And Rob, I always try to try to honor you by not just watching the minutes that I'm I'm you know. It's not just honoring me; it's honoring yourself. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and it's it's not like I have any trouble watching with Harry Met Sally again. You know, I, I gladly sit down with with that movie, but. Um, but yeah, I, I I did think of that the other day. I was like, how come we don't hear anything more about Arthur, about the guy that she was involved with before? That's right. Well, apparently she realized that she doesn't need Arthur anymore now that she has Jeff. You know, so. But there should have been a moment at some point, you know, like like a confrontation between Jess and Arthur. That could have been a big, big, uh, you know, fight moment in the movie or something. Or even like just that. hearing about hearing a story from Marie saying, so I called up Arthur and I told him, you know. That's it. I'm I'm through with you. <laughs> and, like, and, he said, <laughs> and he said I was still going to, you know, I'm still I'm still I'm just about to leave my wife, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, you know, so I, apparently I, I assume that Arthur can quite easily find someone else uh, on the side. Oh, yeah. You know, I and, mean, and that's Mary. the thing we don't know is how many other women Arthur has. You know, he's that's probably fair. got half a dozen of them. It's possible. You never know. It just means he has to have a lot of energy. <laughs> yeah. You know, because obviously these type of situations are, are completely physical. You know, I don't think that, that Arthur is, is looking for someone to take the ball, you know. <laughs> right, right. Uh, to different uh, parties. I mean, he has to go to those parties with his wife. You know, they, they, they mentioned that his, you know, his wife was doing some charity ball or something like that that he had to right. go to. 
So, yeah. you know, he's, 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 he's looking for something very physical. So I guess he's just going to have to find someone else because as you said, uh, the, you know, Princess Leia pump is no longer uh, available. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's got to go find yeah. a new shoe size to, to, to look for. <laughs> but, you know, it, since we're back on the shoes too, one of the things that, that kind of floored me watching this was just the fact that there's a shoe store. I mean, I mean, I'm sure they're still out there, especially like high end, but like I haven't bought shoes in a shoe store in ages. You know, do you, buy, mean, do you buy them off a truck. No, you know, I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in Denver. I mean, you know, <laughs> usually I just go to like, you know, more like a department store, you know, like, I used to get them at Target, but Target doesn't have as good of a shoe selection more. But I'll go like Kohl's or something like that. I don't go to a specifically a store that is all about shoes. Okay. But like, and but what does your wife do? What does your wife do? Probably the same thing. Well, you, you know, don't know where your wife buys, buys shoes? She doesn't go like to a shoe store? Shoes. <laughs> no, but she didn't say I was in a shoe store and I bought these type no. of, uh, I bought these red yeah. suede pumps. No, absolutely not. No, <laughs> but the, um, I mean, like shoe store, I remember when I was a kid, that was a big deal. Like mom, you know, piles us all in the car. We go down to the shoe store, you know, typically at the mall or something like that. And like, you sit there and you wait for the guy to come out and he's got the thing that measures your feet and all that. Right. Kind of stuff. I mean, it was like a big production to buy shoes. And now I just go to like, you know, Kohl's and, and look for a 10 and a half, which they hardly ever have 10 and a half. 10 and a half is a bad size to have your feet because like they only stock one or two pair in a 10 and a half. And, you know, you find one that fits and you go to the checkout and you leave. You know, it's it's not quite the production that it was when I was a kid. Well, because you were growing as a kid. Now you know specifically what it is that you, that you want. You know, you, you know. <laughs> I, 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 with me, when I buy new shoes, I buy pretty much the same type of shoes I just had before. Just you know, they, they, yeah. these are worn out. I'm buying something new. I, same thing with 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 a lot of my clothes. You know, <laughs> I know where to buy it. I know what I want. I know the size, and that's it. Well, that's why you I know. used to get the the Chuck Taylor, you know, red high tops. You know, I just I'd order them online. I just go, all right, I need a new pair of shoes, ten and a half high tops, good to go. You know, there you go. That's right. It's the, the the way that these things work, and then uh, then the scene changes, and we get to see Jess and Harry having a very similar conversation. And Jess starts by saying, "If you don't think you're going to call Marie, do you mind if I call her?" "No, no, good, good, good." But for tonight, you shouldn't. I mean, Sally's very vulnerable, vulnerable right now. I mean, you can call Marie; it's fine. But just wait for a week or so, you know. Don't make any moves tonight. Fine. No, no problem. I wasn't even thinking about tonight. Yeah, lie. Liar. <laughs> well, no, I can't. I, I actually don't think he's a liar. I think he's he, he's he's being truthful for that moment. Yeah. You know, for that fleeting, <laughs> oh, okay. for that fleeting moment. I think that's what it comes down to. You know, but again, their conversation is. I have to remember is, that for the future. I was being truthful for that moment. <laughs> That'll totally work in the real world. <laughs> Why not? It can be. <laughs> it can be. And um, again, it goes back to the. It's. I, I. I like the way that they show us the 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 two sides where it's pretty much all the same. You know, and Harry's also somewhat in shock, just like Sally was in shock. And Harry is also trying to defend Sally 
you know, that, that she's very vulnerable. You need to be careful and stuff like that. You know, so it's, it, it tells us so much about what Harry and Sally think of each other also. Right. Right. You well, know, and they, you have to think there's, there's almost, I mean, they're kind of going into the whole thing half-heartedly, you know, I mean, I've always kind of wondered, are they really, you know, interested in getting their friends hooked up with the other one? Or, you know, is this just like, well, I gotta, gotta do this just to, to, cover for the fact that I'm really falling for the other person. <laughs> no, like I think that. I I actually think they're pretty they're trying to be sincere about it. I, I think they are. You know, because they're they're throughout the movie up until now, they're not neither of them is really sure what they want from the other one besides a, mm-hmm. a close friendship. You know, there right. there are there are fleeting moments where each of them, you know, seems to 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 we see on their face that they're thinking of something more. But nothing ever happens for at that at that point about it. And sure. Stuff like yeah. That. So I I think that they actually sincerely were hoping that they could fix up their best friends, but I think part of the problem here is is that wouldn't they already know that there would be no chemistry between between each of their friends and the other one? I mean, this you is they, yeah. You know, they, again, they they've let's say they've been together. You know, um, you know that we we know that they they started becoming friends like in mid fall, so like in October or something like that. Mm-hmm. And now, let's say it's uh, January, February. You know, we know it's after New Year's, so it's you know maybe They're wearing February. Coats, though it doesn't look right. that cold out. <laughs> so. Right. Maybe it's late February, early March. Could be, mm-hmm. you know. But again, the the idea is that they they've they've been together for four or five months, you know, Harry and Sally, they know each other uh, uh, very closely. And I don't want to use the word intimately because they, they don't yet know each other intimately, but they, mm-hmm. but they're very close. Yeah. And because they're so close, you would think that they would have an idea of the type of person that possibly could work with them. Yeah. You know, like Harry should have known that Jess wasn't going to work with Sally, you know, and vice versa. Sally should have known that Marie wouldn't have worked with Harry, except for the fact that Marie said that 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 he's cute. She thought right. he was cute when they were in the, uh, you know, when they're in Shakespeare and Co. But on the other hand, another big question that I have is, okay, if they've been close friends for let's say four or five months, this is the first time they're introducing their their other mm-hmm. best friends. Yeah, yeah. You know, there there would never have been any other situation where they would have said, hey. You know, uh, let's let's go to a movie and let's invite uh, Marie and Jess. Well, to come and with us. and plus the the willingness of Marie to go along with it is a little surprising too, just given the Arthur factor that we talked about before. Correct. Yeah. All right. We talked about a little bit about that last week. That it's a little strange that she did it, but you know, she, I, she maybe she was just doing a favor for Sally because she she obviously didn't think mm-hmm. something would come of it. You know, she was she she's probably the, the most shocked that she would actually, you know, get along so well with uh, with someone on this. Blind well, and date plus, also in that bookstore scene, doesn't I mean, like you said, she's got knowledge of Harry because she saw him. She said she, she thought it was cute, but wasn't the response of Sally just, you know, well, but he's horrible or, or something like that. He, yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. But but she knows that 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 Sally has been hanging out with him mm-hmm. ever since. So that should yeah. say something also, you know, from that perspective. I don't know. And I really like the way that while Jess and Harry are talking, we see the the women 
you know, come from behind and uh-huh. walk towards them. You know, I, I don't know how many times they, they had to shoot this scene the way that they did it, but they do it really well because you can see Sally and Marie still talking in the background as they're walking up to uh, yeah. the men. And uh, so that that works really well, you know. And, and then we get uh, Jess chimes up with the when all four of them are back together, and he goes, "Well, I don't feel much like walking anymore. I think I'll get a cab." <laughs> and then he walks towards the the curb and starts hailing a uh, cab, and Marie goes, "I'll go with you." And he goes, "Great." And then he screams, "Taxi!" You said Jess's line in in a lot more uh, upbeat sounding way than than he does, because in that movie he so, he almost sounds like he's he's trying to put on that he's disgusted with the evening. He's like, "Well, I don't feel like walking anymore. I'm gonna get a cab." Kind of like, "I'm done with you people." <laughs> you <know? laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, I, I I wonder if he expected Marie. To, he probably didn't expect Marie to. To agree to go to to say that she's going to go with him. At I that don't point. know. It's it's that truth in the moment. Yeah, so you thing again. Give... <laughs> no, but I I think he just basically said, "All right, I'm out of here." As you said, you know, I don't I don't want to spend any more time with Sally, and now I have to wait a week to to call Marie. So you know, yeah. what the hell? What am I doing here? I'll just leave. I, I'm going to go call a cab, and then you know, it's it's Marie who's actually making True. the move here. True. By yeah. saying, "Oh, I'll go with you." And then he's he's very happy. He's oh saying, yeah, Great. no, yeah, his response is and very enthusiastic. Quickly... <laughs> Great. <laughs> yes. Great. Like Tony the Tiger. <laughs> and I love the the fluid. That's right. I love the they're great. And I love how he he fluidly opens the door and mm-hmm. you know ushers her in into the cab as the cab the cab like you know. It, <laughs> I, I think before, and I don't think we, we can really see if there are any other cars moving oh, on this yeah. street, but it just so happens that as he needs it, you know, there, well, there's a cat. That's the thing that about this whole up. movie. I've seen yeah. this complaint in other places. Maybe you've talked about this before, but I, I've I've seen other people talking about when Harry met Sally and they say how uh, it's the least busy New York in movie history, basically, that there just doesn't seem to be other people okay. or vehicles Makes around sense. at the time when what we're focused on the characters are, you know. <laughs> and so, yeah, the cab right. magically okay, appears when they need one. Yes, magically appears. So uh, let, let's talk a little bit about taxis. I, I knew we would. <laughs> <laughs> you knew that we would. Very good, very good. Well, I mean, in, in Plane Street Automobiles, we briefly spoke about taxis. So the first thing I wanted to mention is, is that, you know, Plane Street Automobiles takes place two years prior to this movie, and the rates on the taxi are different. Oh, so the rates wow. have gone up because in plane trains automobiles, it was a dollar 10 for every half mile and then 10 extra cents for each additional half mile. And here it's a dollar 15 for the first eighth of a mile and then 15 cents for an additional eighth for every additional. Eighth, Is it the eighth same cab company in the two movies? So, no, no, it's not. This is steel cabs. And that one was the, um, I think it was called the Tony Jamil cab. Oh company. yeah, Tony Jamil, the, the, the king of the cabs. Sorry, yeah, no. yeah exactly. <laughs> no idea. Apparently. <laughs> so um, they're sometimes known as taxis, taxi cabs. Simply, sometimes just as a cab. All right, and the idea is that they're a vehicle for hire that has a driver uh, used by a single passenger or a group of passengers often for a non-shared ride. Okay. And I mean, there's, there's so much about the history 
that that I found here. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go through all of it because I I have like 15 pages of information oh. about taxi cabs. I don't <laughs> think we, we have time for that. <laughs> but where where do you think the name taxi cab comes from? Uh, I have no idea. Okay, it's a contraction of the words taximeter and cabriolet or cabriolet. Right, a taximeter comes from the German meaning to to charge. Mm, okay. Okay, and the the word meter comes from the Greek to measure. So it's basically you know the charging, uh, you know to to measure on how much you have to charge, that type of thing. And a cabriolet is a type of horse drawn carriage. And the the word comes from a French word, which means to leap, or or uh, an Italian word that means to somersault, or the Latin word, which is a roebuck or a wild goat. So I haven't figured out <laughs> where exactly that's connected, except for the fact that that cabs at at the beginning were sure, were horse drawn. Sure. So maybe that's somehow where it comes from. Um, and. <laughs> So I'm not really sure. A cab a cabriolet nowadays is known more as a convertible. Okay. 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 So when do you think the first uh, meters were installed in oh, taxi cabs? Okay. I'm thinking sometime around the turn of the century, uh, and I'm talking from the 1800s to the 1900s. <laughs> we've had another century. And you are you are right on right on the right on the mark there. It was on, on March 9th, ah. 1898 in uh, in Paris. Okay. And uh, and then a New Yorker named Harry Nathaniel Allen uh, started the New York Taxi Cab Company. And he imported the first taxi cabs from France in 1907. And he borrowed the word, which was uh, used both in France and in England at that time. Okay, there is an erroneous origin of of taxis that uh, that taxis were named after a, a someone named Franz von Taxis, <laughs> who uh, who was the a 16th century postmaster for Philip of Burgundy, and he and his nephew Johann Baptiste van Taxis who was also a postmaster for the Holy Roman Empire, they both instituted fast and reliable postal services. So people thought that that's where it came from, but it doesn't. Right. So, I mean, obviously New York is known for uh, its yeah. taxis. Yeah, I mean, it's certain cities, you know, so, taxis are a big deal, and in other places, not at all. Yes. Do you know that in New York, they have to be yellow if they're if they're No, no, I didn't taxis? know that. You can have Ubers and and they have what they're known now as green green cabs, which are a little different. But the 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 ones that you can flag down are always going to be yellow in uh, and they're they're school bus yeah. yellow too. Yeah. In uh, New York, um, usually taxis now have two way radios or a computer terminal in order to uh, you know for for the drivers to to get to be shown fair, you know, sent fares or sent places that they have to go pick someone up uh-huh. if they're not going to be picking someone up off the street. Um, but but what, what did people do before they had these two-way radios? What did taxi drivers do? What do you think? Well, I don't know. Did they just roam around <laughs> looking for fares? Did, did you ever see the movie uh, It's a Mad Man, Mad Man World? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So one of the characters in that, played by Peter Falk, he's a taxi cab driver. 
and he stops at a call box on the street. And that's what they did. They had they had oh. call boxes every so often, you know, every in, in certain places where taxi cab drivers would stop and then call up their uh you know the the you know, they called the dispatch office and they'd say, Okay, you have to go to this in the street to go pick someone up and stuff like that. <laughs> okay. So New York City has thousands of driver of taxi drivers. They did a survey in uh, during the census of in the year 2000, okay, that there were taxi drivers from over 167 different countries, just in New York City alone. Wow! Wow! Yeah, they said they said in 2000, 84 percent of taxi drivers were immigrants, which was up 20 percent from a decade earlier in 1990. And so it was 64% in, in 1990, and it was 38% in 1980. Mm. And 18% of those drivers identified their place of birth as Bangladesh. Wow. <laughs> so, well, yeah. no, you... <laughs> I, the more you were talking about taxis there, made me think about, you know, taxis and other movies and other media, of course. And of course, one place my brain goes is the the '70s TV show Taxi, which of course is a classic, a hilarious TV show. I think one that's criminally underappreciated now. People, you know, haven't didn't grow up on it or see the reruns. It, it's just an amazing show. Um, yeah, this is a show that I've been meaning to go back and rewatch one of these I mean, days. So many great people on that. I mean, you know, yeah, pe- people have been talking about Judd Hirsch this year because of the Fablemans and all that. You know. Uh, but I mean, he was the lead on that, and you, you know, Christopher Lloyd and Andy Kaufman and Danny DeVito and and uh, Mary Lou Henner, fantastic show. Um, yeah. But then I, of course, I'm a huge fan of the Muppets, so I always think about the Great Muppet Caper, where Beauregard is a cab driver, and um, <laughs> there's a great scene where he's driving the cab around London and. and uh, you know, he t- <laughs> a line I remember, he's zigzagging all around, and he says, he says to Kermit and Fozzie and Gonzo in the back, it gets so wild, they get to know the town. And they go, oh, well, how long have you lived in London? He says, all my life. He says, wow, you don't have an accent. He says, hey, I'm lucky to have a driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, you have the movie Taxi Driver. Yeah, with Robert. Of course, Dizzer. of course. That's another example. Um, how, how much do you think? So we've established that in 1988 or 1989, when this well, this is taking place in the beginning of 1988 at this point. Uh-huh. So yes. that it was a dollar fifteen uh, in the Harry and Sally world. Okay, how much do you think it costs today? I know that it's ridiculous. Uh, I don't know what the rate is, but about. Oh, let me think. It has to have been about six, seven years ago was the first time I've taken a cab in forever. I had to take a cab from the airport here in Denver to my office at the time, which was only about 10 miles away. So not far at all. The the Denver airport is a bit separated from town. So, you know, it's like there's a lot of nothing so this was like the, you know, the first place you could even go. It's about as close as you can get to a destination. 10 miles or so. It cost me like 56 bucks to go Whoa. 10 miles. 
And, you know, I realize part of that, it's the airport. I think they probably have higher rates or something like that. So I don't know what the actual per mile, whatever rate was, but I was shocked at how much it cost me to get a short distance from the airport in a cab. Wow. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm right now, the information I have is just about New York. So I, I don't know what, what the rates are in Denver, but the, now the starting rate of, of a taxi cab during the day is $3. As, so it's three times the amount it was here, mm-hmm. you know, 34 years ago. Um, they have a two two and a half dollar surcharge if it's the during during uh, rush hour, mm. and you have an extra dollar uh, surcharge if it's at night. They now have <laughs> flat fees from Manhattan and JFK from from Manhattan to JFK and JFK to Manhattan is now seventy dollars. Thanks. Yeah, and if you're going to LaGuardia, they add an additional five dollars to whatever it is. You know, it's the meter plus five dollars. Jeez. So yeah, it's, it's it's pretty pretty expensive these days. The the so. only time in my life that I've ever had to utilize a cab, you know, consistently was. Uh, and I've talked about this trip on other episodes of your show, but back in 2001 when, you, when I went to Singapore. And right. I spent about 12 days there. And the main r- way for myself and my coworkers to get around where we needed to go was taxis. Uh, and it was actually right. pretty convenient. They would have, they had like queues that were set up on the street. So, you know, if you needed a, a taxi, you go and you get in the line and, and, you know, that. And it was very easy. I actually, you know, by the time that, that week and a half or so was over, I thought, you know, I knew the, the, the way the taxis worked pretty well, uh, but I, I've hardly ever had to ride in a in a cab again since then. <laughs> right. Um, so if if you listen to the commentary of of the this movie with uh, that has Rob Reiner and Billy Crystal and Nora Ephron, so Rob Reiner states there that this is one of his favorite scenes of the movie because it, he says it gets such a big laugh. You know that that because nobody's expecting it, right? Right. You know nobody's expecting just to say, "All right, I'm going to go take a taxi," and 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 that you know Marie sh- just like swiftly shows up, you know, like really quickly. And I think that has to do with the fact that you know it's just done so fluidly and just works so well. Yeah, I think the I mean the the kind of mirror image of the two pairs, you know, the the two ladies and the two guys kind of mirroring each other in what their conversations are about. And you kind of, you think you have an idea of where it's going to go. And then when they come back together, it goes in opposite direction. And so, yeah, it's good comedy. Yeah. Yeah, it works. It definitely does. Um, and then as the, the taxi is starting to pull out, that's where the, the minute ends. So do you have anything else you want to say about this minute before we move on to the script? No, I think I'm good. Okay, so one of the things that I love about this script and about many scripts is the fact that they're, they can be very descriptive of, of the action of what's going on. So in this particular scene, it starts off, it says, they start to walk up the avenue, all four of them in a row, ad-libbing about the meal and what a nice night it is. They walk past the shoe store, and Marie suddenly yanks Sally over, ostensibly to look at the shoes. The two men keep walking. And then we have a little bit of a conversation between the two of them, and then uh, I actually, I'm going to read the whole conversation because there are some changes here. So Marie goes, Sally, and then Sally says, do you like him? And Marie goes, Harry? Yeah, he's nice. 
But how do you feel about Jess? Sally goes, he seems okay. I couldn't really get a sense of. Marie interrupts her and says, you think you'd go out with him? I don't know. I mean, because I feel very comfortable with him. You want to go out with Jess? Would it be okay with you? And then, you know, she mentions about, uh, you know, Harry being sensitive and stuff like that. And then it then it flips to, to Harry and Jess. And it says, uh, Harry and Jess, apparently in, in the midst of an identical conversation, they're stopped in front of a running equipment store. And then their conversation is actually word for word. So that that's mm-hmm. uh, there isn't really uh, much much of a difference there. You know, and then it says, uh, you know, it says the women join them. And then Jess says, well, I don't feel like walking anymore. I think we'll get a cab. And then Marie goes, I'll go with you. And Jess goes, great. He leaps into the street as he spots cab. Taxi. The cab screeches to a halt and Jess and Marie get into it. And it pulls away, leaving Sally and Harry on the curb. So, yeah, I, I like the way that they, they did it in the movie. I think it, it, it works really well. And, you know, it flows. Yeah. And as you mentioned before, the comedy is great here. So every Monday we have a segment called Meg Ryan Monday, where my guests will give their top five Meg Ryan performances. So what have you got for us, Todd? Why don't you start off with number five and you work your way up? All right. So at number five, I went with uh, one I actually watched for the first time just uh, last year um, while I had COVID. Uh, but uh, Courage Under Fire is my number five. Ooh, um, I, I'm a big fan of that movie. Yeah. Uh, number four, I'm going to go with Inner Space. Uh, I love Joe Dante, so got to go with Inner Space. Um, number yeah. three, Sleepless in Seattle. Number two, uh, I've always been a big fan of Joe versus the Volcano. So, <laughs> and that's three performances for Meg Ryan in that one. And, uh, Correct. and then number one, of course, is When Harry Met Sally. All right. That is great. Thank you very much for that. So why don't you tell people how they can find Todd Levin now? Well, my blog is called Forgotten Films. That's at ForgottenFilmCast.wordpress.com. And along with that, I have a podcast, which is called The Forgotten Filmcast. You can find that on all the different places where you find your podcasts. And you can follow me on Twitter at Forgotten Films. That's films with a Z. All right. And while you're doing that, you can go re- re- review and subscribe on any podcast you might be using to listen to the show. You can find me very simply just by doing a quick search for Move Your Own Minute. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. And you can find me on my website, MoveYourOwnMinute.com. So until tomorrow, I'll have what she's having. I'll have what she's having. Gave me a thrill with all your faults. I love you still. It had to be you. Wonderful you had to be you